0: This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's Sports Talk Show.
1: Every day is an April school day for me because people say I'm a fool. Because you are the April Fool. Yeah, so 30 days. It's your day. It's my day, yeah.
0: Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. And that's a for everybody. And 17 17. And in short. According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Chase Kinnaman, a three for the tie. Off the backboard, it's good! Chase Kinnaman makes it in! Off the buzzer, and we've got overtime! Everything happening in the sports world. Galen wants Jackson, and he scores! On the last play of the game! Unbelievable! And even some things not happening in the sports world.
1: Just be patient. And I know I stink. Everyone tells me I stink. Yeah, you're the worst. I am the worst.
0: Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell.
2: Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson. The man who is ready for the weekend, Ooh. Mr. Steve Sell. Busy morning for you today.
1: Uh, yeah, in fact, I, I still don't have everything done. I got track pictures still to post, but uh, uh, some of the stuff I didn't get to late. So, uh, yeah, lots of stuff up. McPherson High, very busy yesterday. Many other uh, sports were in action yesterday, and we got the full report now up.
2: Well, today is one of those days, Steve, where we can kind of sit around all morning, tap our feet, Getting anxious for this moment to open up the microphone and talk about something bad that has happened. We we get these days every now and then, depending on who made a big mistake or what an exciting game it was the night before, but this is one of those really, really bad days if you are a Chiefs fan, if you're a fan of the NFL, or just a fan of people being happy and overall enjoyment of life. Steve, yesterday is supposed to be a very fun day for everybody involved with the National Football League. It's the draft day. Everybody is in downtown Nashville. There's 200,000 people. You've got Bobby Bones hanging out. You've got everybody you've got Patrick Mahomes on the scene. Everybody is feeling good. And then there's some news that can make everybody have a really, really bad day. Now, Steve and I are going to talk about what happened yesterday with Tyree Kill and of course the ramifications of what is going to happen for the Kansas City Chiefs going forward. But before we talk about the team Steve I think we need to talk about the issue. Before we dive into how this is going to affect the Chiefs our order of operations needs to be discussing what happened and why this continues to be a problem. My first statement here is the Chiefs In 2014 or 15, whatever year it was that they drafted Tyree Kill, they drafted an abuser that they wanted to give a second chance. And even today, I don't have a problem with them giving him a second chance. Giving him a chance to succeed and telling us people that this was out of character for Tyree Kill, for what happened to him when he was at Oklahoma State involving assaulting his then-girlfriend, who was pregnant with his child at the time, that assault, him transferring to West Alabama and then making his way to the NFL, they gave him a second chance. And the Chiefs convinced their fans and convinced everybody around the Chiefs organization, around the NFL, that he had changed. But what we learned yesterday when some audio was released by Kansas City TV 5, some audio that they received, that they've been lying to us, that or they just did not know that they drafted an abuser and that is what he continues to be today. They drafted an abuser and that's exactly what it is. And this is a statement that I'm going to make whether it turns out that he is the person guilty of injuring his child, whether that's true or not. What we heard in the audio tape that was released yesterday is almost damning enough to the things that he was saying to... His girlfriend, fiancé, I don't know exactly what their relationship status is at this moment. But the things that he was saying to her, the conversations that they were having, whether it is physical abuse, verbal abuse, or anything in between, that is what is happening with Tyreek Hill. And whether he gets released by the Chiefs today, whether he gets released by the Chiefs in a month, whether it happens in the next ten minutes, we don't know. But what we do know is that the Chiefs gave a second chance to somebody that probably could have a second chance. But one thing we do know, Steve, is that he does not deserve a third chance with the Kansas City Chiefs. The bad thing is, and the unfortunate thing, the sad thing is, somebody else is going to give Tyreek Hill a third chance, barring a suspension, lifetime ban from the NFL, which I don't think will happen. But the bad thing is, is that somebody's going to give Tyreek Hill another chance. Probably. And in all honesty, he does not deserve it. I'll let you talk now, Steve.
1: He's an idiot. He's a fool. I mean, that's the easiest way to put it. He should not get another chance with the Chiefs. You know, it was really interesting when they drafted him. There was a real hue and cry. I mean, there were a lot of people that did not want him to be on the Chiefs roster. They put him on there. He turned into an all-pro. Everybody forgot about it. Everybody forgot about his earlier discretion. He does it again, and let's let's face it, that audio—it's bad. It's really bad, and I don't want to play any of it because it's number one. It's hard to put on the air. Let's just say it's really bad. And he's a thug. He's an idiot. And if anyone that gives him—I know another team's going to give him a chance. He's going to beg and plead and throw himself on the mercy of the court, but. This guy needs to get his life straightened out. The other problem
2: here is too Steve, and we can blame Tyree Kill. We can blame his fiance, girlfriend, whoever she is. Well, I don't know. I don't want to call her one or the other just because I don't know exactly what their status is. But the other problem here is the Kansas City Chiefs, and Tyree Kill, of course, is the big time problem. But the Chiefs are an organization that are constantly telling us that they are community friendly. Andy Reid is a coach that gives out second chances. Player's coach. Andy Reid is one of the good guys. But the reality is they have continued to draft and sign players. And trade. (laughs) And trade players that have morality problems. And not only have these problems, because there are some people that could be violent or have anger issues, but they are acting out on them. Javon Belcher was a Kansas City Chief. That the organization thought, we're going to put our faith in this guy. And he killed his girlfriend, and then killed himself on a team facility. Tyree Kill had all these problems coming into college, or coming into the NFL from college. He repeats on them, and we don't know what exactly will happen to him, but I think we can all have a pretty good idea that he will not be around much longer, Kareem Hunt. Another player that they felt confident in keeping around, and then it turns out that He has these same problems, too. And they trade for Frank Clark. And that's what I was going to say. Now they go out and trade for Frank Clark. pay him $100 million. Who has been in the same trouble, and his story is very similar to Tyreek Hill. All these problems in college. It waits three or four years, and then something else happens again. How do they know that this is not going to happen again for him? And, of course, nothing has happened since, but that's what everybody said about Tyreek Hill, too. And so, the thing that I want to ask you... How are they going to put a stop to this? How are the Chiefs going to make a statement, whether it's to the NFL or at least just to their fans and to their community, that we're not putting up with this anymore? We're going to change this narrative. We're not taking players that have been in this type of trouble before. And I understand that the NFL is a business where you need to win to put people in your stadium and to sell tickets and to sell jerseys and win Super Bowls. I get that that's part of this. But when this continues to happen over and over and over again with the same franchise, with the same management, and nothing changes, who's going to finally put a stop to this? And they can come out and say, man, this was so bad. They can have their press conferences last night. Oh, uh, Brett Veach, we, we hate this. We feel so bad for the child. How do we know that? You're saying that.
1: I would like to see some actions. Well, they've got to do a better job on their background checks. Of players, I mean, they, I mean, it's going to get to the point where they're just going to have to first thing you're going to say, have you had any kind of domestic? Well, earnings? Kareem Hunt told them no, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's why Kareem Hunt actually got right cut because he lied to him. So, um, they've got to do their due diligence, they got to, you know, they got to draft better citizens. I mean, I know, I mean, right now they're running a halfway house. I mean, it's crazy. The other thing, Steve, and I mentioned it at first, how does this affect the
2: team? Not just from a morale standpoint and and that, but I mean strictly on the field. And I wanted to talk about this second because I think this is the second most important part of this. Tyreek Hill, and if we're ranking people in terms of importance to the Kansas City Chiefs, one, Patrick Mahomes. Number two, if not 1B, Tyreek Hill. I think you're right. Because I think he is the reason... Why that team could be so dangerous, and yeah. I don't think Kareem Hunt was quite this level. But we saw what happened when Kareem Hunt was no longer on the Chiefs. Right, it was a different team.
1: Yeah,
2: I think Tyree Kill not being on the Chiefs next year, in terms of on-game performing or performance, three victories, it could be
1: the difference in three At or least. four or even five. I really wins. believe that too. I I think they just let's face it, he's not going to be with the team. I I think anybody. That's followed. He this. can't be. He can't be on the team. So you take him away. You take Hunt away. All and you, okay. Chris Conley's gone. Uh, Demetrius Harris is gone. You've got Sammy Watkins and Demarcus Robinson. Sammy Watkins, and Travis get, Kelsey. Travis or Sammy Watkins gets hurt all the time. He'll be good for about ten games. Demarcus Robinson. He's very marginal. But the Chiefs' number one wide receiver is Travis Kelsey, and right. he's a tight end. Right. He's their number one receiver. They just went from. Perhaps contending for the Super Bowl to hopefully be a five hundred team. I really believe that. I think I think right now, if they if Tyree Kill is indeed gone, eight and eight is gonna be the especially with the schedule they've got. I mean, they're gonna be it's gonna be brutal. Because, you know, you can always it, it's not like the Patriots. You know, the Patriots just seem to plug in. They'll take some guy off the street and plug him in and you know, Brady'll that it, it won't happen for the Chiefs that way, I don't think. Because Tyree Kill is a unique talent. The guy changed the way this team could play. Oh, yeah. And changed the way
2: defenses had to account for them. And if you could go back to, let's say, week five of last year, when the Chiefs have Kareem Hunt, when they have Tyree Kill. And it looks like nobody in the world can stop them. You've got this young superstar quarterback with these two young weapons. You've got Travis Kelsey. It
1: was like the Pittsburgh Steelers with Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown. And look at that. Yeah. Antonio Brown, diva, gone. Le'Veon Bell, gone. All that's left is Big Ben. And now all you got left for the Chiefs is Mahomes. so I'd take Mahomes over Big Ben any day. It is wild
2: the way that things turned out for this Chiefs team. And honestly, Steve... It was a sickening day, as a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, it was.
1: And you're disgusted by Tyreek Hill. Yes, because I'll be honest, I went to bat for this guy the and last I, couple of years. I feel like Ty, what Tyreek Hill did is far worse than what Kareem.
2: Hull oh, it's did. not even close. Yeah, it's, it's not, not even close. Yeah, but I went to bat for Tyreek Hill because the Chiefs and their public relations staff kept telling me he's reformed, he's better. He's different. He's not this 2013 Oklahoma State anymore. And what it turns out the whole time was, he was. Yeah. And that's what makes this so sad. Well,
1: apparently he's been a ticking time bomb, you know.
2: And the other thing is, too, how many people around him, whether it's teammates, coaches, management, knew this was happening and didn't do a thing? That's true. That's what makes this so sad. All right, Steve, let's change our conversation. Let's take a break. Let's take a deep breath. And then we'll turn things over to the NFL draft from last night. And, of course, that was overshadowed by all of this Tyreek Hill news. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by... In the 2019 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray, quarterback, Oklahoma. And so it is. All
2: right, Steve, what did you think of the NFL Draft last night? Of course, that was the first pick. The booze raining in for Roger Goodell. This, of course, just about an hour after all the Tyreek Hill news was released. And you've got Patrick Mahomes standing up there with Robin Roberts. And it was very awkward to begin this thing. I think we all knew that it was going to be Kyler Murray. I took the field yesterday, kind of as a as a joke. I wanted to well, I wanted to see what would happen. Be so,
1: so we believed the pistol.
2: Our mock draft expert. Right. So your impressions of the first round last night? Oakland, of course, did something stupid. What
1: a what a weird pick. Yeah, the Giants absolutely, maybe one of the worst picks in NFL. Daniel history. Jones. Yeah. He's, have he, you seen the reactions from Giants he was number, fans? He was number 59 on Todd McShay's board. And it's just like, you've got to be kidding me. So, <laughs> the, guy, the guy's going to be a bust. So, the Giants, you know, they just threw that pick away. He's kind of small. I mean, he's not very physically – they say, well, he's really smart. He's cerebral. Well,
2: Well, the New York Giants picked a quarterback – that I think Eli Manning will be able to beat out in training camp. Yeah, I think that's their goal How, is to keep Eli I, Manning around longer I and longer mean, and longer. I, I
1: think you had to take Hoskins or Haskins with Haskins, Haskins, just out of pure physicality. I mean, well, not just that; he's he broke about
2: every Big Ten passing record this
1: year. Yeah. So I mean, other than that, there was the usual trading up, trading down. Uh, not, I think there's only one running back that went in the first round. Is that correct? I know it was. Josh Jacobs out of Alabama. And there were hardly any cornerbacks taken. Right. They're all still waiting there. Yeah. it, It was basically a draft of pass rushers and offensive linemen. So if you are a fan of the Kansas City
2: Chiefs, and you're sitting here today, not only probably down a wide receiver, and not just a wide receiver, a star wide receiver, but also looking into your secondary and thinking, where can we just get somebody that can give us a chance. You're looking at probably having to make a move here into the second round. And the reason I say that is because there are so many defensive backs that are elite-level talent that have slipped through. There are a lot of wide receivers that may not be that big-time name, but they've all slipped through. And they're, the way I've heard a lot of people describe it, that this is not a great draft, but there are a lot of really good, good players that there there aren't those big time flashy names but there are a lot of really good players maybe a dk metcalf who is just a beast as a wide receiver greedy williams as a defensive back the chiefs have some people that are out there and have a chance to go after but the problem is they're going to have to move up in the second round their picks in the second round are at 61 which is the 29th pick of the round and at 63, which is the 31st pick of the round. So that's the second round tonight. And then in round number three, the Chiefs will pick at the 84th spot, the 20th pick in the third round, and that's their three picks tonight. Do they make a move? Do they get up into the contention here to try and get a receiver or a cornerback?
1: What do you think they do, Steve? I, I, the only way I think they make a move is like if they swap second-round picks with somebody and then throw in, say, like a sixth-rounder you yeah. know, to trade spots. But I think you're just going to see them take – now you got to take a receiver. You don't have any choice. you got to take a receiver because Tyreek Hill is not going to be back. And then you're going corner, and I think that's what you're looking at. I, I don't think they're going to take any offensive players. I I think now, you know, their defense is so bad that you got to go basically all defense. You might take like a center in round right. seven. got to have a center. Mitch Morris left. And uh, I know there's still a lot of guys out there that – or free agents and things like that, but oh man, all of a sudden the Chiefs have gone in about in a matter of about two weeks, they've gone from a Super Bowl contender to, hey, can we just finish third in the AFC West? Did you watch the ESPN version or the ABC version or I the watched, NFL network? I watched version? the ESPN version. I watched ABC
2: with the College Game Day guys. And okay. I will say, I really enjoy it from the College Game Day perspective because these are all analysts that watched all the college guys and they're so excited for these players that they've been covering to make the NFL. I enjoyed that vantage point of it. But, Steve, I can guarantee there are two people that did not enjoy the NFL draft last night. Did you see anything about this? So, Nashville, when you think of Nashville, what are two things that pop into your head? Country music. Okay, that's one. Give me another one. A place where this particular type of person might go and spend a weekend. God, I don't know. How about a bachelorette party? Well,
1: I, That's a busy
2: I'm, place for bachelorette that, parties. Uh,
1: that didn't pop into my head, I can tell you. So,
2: bachelorette parties, great place to be. Nashville, you can walk up and down Broadway. You can go to all the little country bars. Well, some people forgot to tell a couple of bachelorette parties that the NFL draft is in town Uh-oh. and that your experience in downtown Nashville might be a little bit different. And I don't want you to hear the disgust from these two women that got to Nashville and learned of the horror of the NFL draft being in
0: town. The person that's going to pay for this is my husband when I refuse to watch football the in, entire season. Like, I, I'm talking, no, no Super Bowl. No. Because you get married once. Yep. How often does the draft happen? Every freaking year. Every year. Putting a little damper on these ladies one last fling before the ring. <laughs> like the worst.
1: Like the worst. Well... Let's face it. The people that go to the NFL draft, they're idiots. I mean, you, <laughs> just look at the people in the crowd. I mean, they're weird. You don't think the guy with the Vikings purple face are paint can go, are, are you kidding me? Are, are you kidding me? These people that go to these things are just, they're 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 dolts. I'm sorry. <laughs> they really are. All right, Steve. we got to take our final break. When we
2: come back, it's Friday trivia time, and I've got a couple of good ones for you. Okay. I'll see how you do for me. All right. Last time, you gave me a couple of questions that were a little too hard okay we'll do that next you're listening to according to jim 96.7 fm kbbe
0: you're listening to the according to jim podcast with jim joiner and steve self according to jim is brought to you by great plains federal credit union Farmer state bank with branch locations in mcpherson lindsborg and galva next tech wireless and brown shoe fit in downtown mcpherson You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or online at midkansasonline.com.
2: Wrapping up today's According to Jim with our now annual Friday afternoon trivia. Jim Joiner, Steve Sal. Steve, it's been a busy day, so our trivia time has been cut into a little bit. Thanks, Tyreek Hill. Thanks, Chiefs. Because... I've got some good questions for you, okay. and I get the feeling that you're going to get very close. But I'm going to push you to your limits. Okay. Would you like to receive a question first, or would you like to? I'll ask give a question. question. Okay. I'll...
1: Mike Moustakas holds the Kansas City Royals Ooh. record for home runs with 38. Who had held the record for nearly 30 years before the moose was turned loose? Well,
2: I know the name, but it's now slipping off of slipping out of my brain. Bye bye. Oh, I do know it. It is Steve Balboni. How many do you have? Was it 36? 36. Yeah, I was thinking it was somewhere right in there. Yeah. Not bad. Okay. Yeah. I like that question a okay. little bit better okay. than okay. who the 1963 center was for the Chiefs or whatever okay. you asked me last week. All right, Steve, here's a question for you that I feel confident that you will know, but then I'm going to push you to the limit. So, the KCAC, of course, a great NAI conference. Right. I want you to name five teams... That used to be in this conference, but no longer are.
1: Baker Wildcats?
2: The Baker Wildcats. They were members of the KCAC. St. Mary of the Plains. St. Mary of the Plains. It closed
1: in 1992 out of Dodge City. Wow. I need three more. I've been around 40 years. I'm just trying to think who's no longer in the conference. There's a
2: few that were Benedictine. Benedictine, also known as St. Benedict's College, now also in the heart of America. Okay. Two more. And there are a few on here that if College you... of Emporia. College of Emporia closed in 1974. Okay. So you've got four. Okay. There are at least four on this list that I know you will know and that when I tell you, you won't be very happy. Uh, St. John's of Winfield. St. John's College of Winfield closed in 1986. Okay. That was a five for five. Well, that'd... Very impressive. What are, what are I the told other you ones? you'd have to think. How about Emporia State? Okay, Fort Hayes State? Ooh. Kansas City University and KCK, didn't which know. closed in 1933. Okay, Pittsburgh State, Washburn, and Fairmont College. I didn't know all those Do you know Fairmont College? No. Also known as
1: Wichita State. Okay. All right, so we're both one for one. Okay. The Kansas City Chiefs had perhaps the best like, uh, excuse me. The Kansas City Chiefs had perhaps the best linebacking trio at one time in NFL history when they won their Super Bowl. Name two of the three starting mm. linebackers. Maybe somebody named Willie. Yeah. Willie,
2: with an L? Yeah. Lambeer? Lanier. Lanier. I was close. I'll give you that one. I was
1: close. All right. I need a hint for one more. Number 78, BB. 78. Great athlete out of the University of Minnesota.
2: BB. I don't know that one. We need to go to the... Casey the, knew, the, it. The third. I hear, knew it. She knew it. She said it. She yeah. said it.
1: And the other one was an old Notre Dameer. This is the one I didn't think you'd get.
2: I don't know either of them. Although, I know the name. Bobby Bell. Oh, yeah, Bobby Bell. And Jim Lynch. They were. I wouldn't have known Jim Lynch, okay. but I do know Bobby Bell. Okay, okay. so I'm, I, I, I did okay. Yeah. My next question for you, we're big fans of Patrick Mahomes here. Yeah. Between 2006 and 2012, though, the Chiefs had eight different players start at quarterback. Can you name me five? <laughs> there were What's eight the... different ones. Okay. And there are like three on here that for sure you should know. This is before Alex Smith, correct? This was right before Alex Smith, 2006 to 2012.
1: God, who were some of those Hammondaggers? There's
2: one that would be probably before this era that is also in this mix. God. That was a really mainstay at quarterback in the early 2000s.
1: Okay, what was the one? The guy ended up with the Dolphins. Um, God, I am drawing a blank, and I should know this. Um, Give me a hint. How about I give you the first one of this group? How
2: about Trent Green? Okay. All so on. from Trent Green on. Golly. There's one that made 47 starts, signed a pretty significant contract. I'm just drawing a blank. How I, about somebody that was on the Patriots? Um, Castle. Matt Castle, 47 games. Yeah. The next one the most starts is 16, and he was right after Trent Green.
1: Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm telling, I'm just drawing a blank. Damon Heward. No, I would not never got that. Brody Croyle. Forgot about him. Tyler Thigpen. That's the guy I was thinking was Tyler Thigpen. Brady Quinn. Okay. Tyler Palko, who was left-handed. Oh, I
2: would have never got that. And who could good. forget Kyle Orton. Oh, what, yeah. what a great guy. <laughs> All right, so we're, we both went one for two. We have time for one more. Okay. Do you want me to
1: ask it to you? I'll ask it. Okay. The 1983 NFL Draft Ooh. was known as the year of the quarterback. That's right. Six of them were taken in the first round. Ooh. Name three of them. Let's go with John Elway. You just saw the documentary, didn't you? No, I didn't, okay. but it was on the other day. Okay. John
2: Elway. Yeah. How about Dan Marino? Yeah. And how about the guy who was the Chiefs draft pick? Now I'm blanking on his name. College I football pic- analyst. I can picture
1: him. He's a college football analyst.
2: He went to Penn State. Yeah. Ooh. Number 14. Uh, I'm going to try and work my way around it and see if I can think of somebody else. So we have John Elway. You're missing a Hall of Famer. We've got Elway to Marino. Mm-hmm. If I just think of his name, then we'll be fine here. Because he was the last quarterback that the Chiefs drafted that won a game. Number one. He Todd was... Blackledge, you, you got get, it. Look at, at that.
1: Look at that. I beat you this week, Steve. Jim Kelly. Oh, yeah, of course. Kenny O'Brien. Of course. Solid career. And Tony Eason, who led the Patriots to the Super Bowl. Look at that, Steve. Against the Bears. That
2: was pretty good. The next question I was going to ask you was about KU losing to non-Power 5 schools. Ooh. And it would have been tough. It was yeah. a tough question. Yeah, probably. All right, Steve. We'll wrap up today's show. Good show today. All right. Good show today. I'm proud of you. For anybody that needs some information on Bullpup Sports, which we didn't talk about at all today, <laughs> tell them where to go. MidKansasOnline.com. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tonight as we've got some Bullpup Soccer tonight at McPherson Stadium.
0: According to Jim, with Jim Joyner and Steve Zell, was brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from twelve thirty to one p.m. right here on ninety-six point seven FM, KBVE.